0: gentlemen welcome back to the podcast we are going to now be on episode number 30 and this episode we are going to be talking with adam ant i think adam is a legend in his own right and i honestly didn't know you know his whole story or how you know the name angel island came to be you know what was it I, i to be quite honest i had no idea and i think it's a very fascinating look at, you know, his proposal of how he would have solved the red versus blue issues that, I mean, still happen today. And honestly, I, I wonder, you know, I'm talking to scale, a million, two million players. How would people have responded to this proposal if they would have implemented it? Um, because it sounds very interesting. It's certainly a fresh take, if you will, at a problem that has plagued UO for decades. Um, And it's really cool kind of seeing Adam step through this and uh, to hear his passion. And honestly, you can really tell the guy has the love for Ultima and he has a very specific, you know, flavor of Ultima that he wants to present. And uh, I I think, honestly, it's, uh, you know, his, his shard, it was a success. I think it still will be. Um, he's launching a shard, but I did think it was very important to understand where he came from because he truly was up there with one of the greats. Uh, his comics were uh, pretty legendary and he I mean he created his own you know program <laughs> for you know back before screenshot things existed. you know, he, he coded his own really cool stuff that I honestly had no idea about. And you know some of the behind the scenes stuff here is uh, there's a lot more to talk about and I just we didn't honestly have enough time to cover it all I mean there's just there's just so much um so I I hope sincerely you guys really enjoy this one and um I've been asked a few times hundred times you know will I be trying out Angel Island I don't know I honestly don't know the answer to it my schedule right now is pretty packed um I don't see it happening in the short term but you never know maybe I will check it out um you know I think a a, a server start is something magical. It's a lot of fun either way. Um, but, you know, my my goal here is to keep producing content for y'all. And, um, you know, I, I'm not going to stop. So sit down, relax, man. I hope you guys really enjoy this one. Talk to you all next time. All right, guys, I'm sitting down with Adam Ant. Uh, first of all, Adam, uh, thank you sincerely for sitting down with me. How you doing tonight?
1: I'm doing great. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, no, it's, uh, I know we've had some scheduling, you know, issues and, and just, I'm glad we finally get to sit down and talk some UO. Um, I want to jump right in, uh, kind of something I usually always do. Can you kind of, you know, educate all of us? How did your name come about? Cause it seems very specific. <laughs> oh, well, the
1: name is, uh, uh, as you know, an 80s pop star and, uh, at the time i decided i was going to turn red i thought wouldn't it be fun to kind of have uh that as my as my handle and there was a a small group before i launched into the whole protector of the lich and and that that storyline that uh are doing the same thing they all had the uh, 80s pop stars name and it sort of fizzled out
0: okay so explain who this okay so I may know who that is, but for someone a little bit, you know, younger, perhaps, like, is this a was this a household name, Adam and Eighty Star, or what?
1: Um, he he was uh, he had a band, Adam and the Ants, and then he did uh, he was his name was Adam Ant, and then he did okay. some solo work. Um, so yeah, he was he was pretty uh, pretty pretty new
0: age, um,
1: not your not your classic rock for sure.
0: Got it. Okay, cool. So if everyone everyone's listening, now you understand, you can probably Google that because you know, Adam, there's going to be a ton of people doing that. <laughs> <Probably>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, who is
1: this guy? Oh my God. When they see him, they'll freeze. Right. Yeah. Oh
0: yeah, for sure. Okay. So, um, so now walk me through too. How did you, you know, how did you stumble upon just Ultima Online? Did, you know, a friend tell you, did you read it? And I mean, gosh, I'm dating myself. Did you read it in a bookstore? You know, the PC gaming magazine? Like, how did you uh, hear about it? It was,
1: it was a funny thing. I was at a garage sale um, just picking up. I was on a walk, and I went by a garage sale and looking at all their junk. I could see they had a bunch of computer stuff, and I thought, well, that looks cool. I'm going to go check it out. And this was back in the, I don't know, uh, 95, 96, wow, okay. something like that. Yeah. And uh, they, there was a five and a – a lot of listeners don't know what this is – a five and a quarter inch uh, – disk you know and i (laughs) i I got that and uh i brought it home started it up and it's a little you know a little pc game that you play locally and the characters are about you know three quarters of an inch tall right and um i played it and i thought this is kind of cool because they had uh they, you could see a little bit of the lore and the history and they had, you know, Lord British and, you know, they had the trolls tra- attacking you and you had your ship and, right. and I just thought it was really cool. So I played that and I, that put the seed in my mind. And then, um, you know, I forgot about it. And then a couple years later, um, I heard an announcement somewhere that, uh, origin systems was going to launch ultima online and i thought boy i want to get that i want to try it what's it like you know i don't think i'd really played only one other online game and i thought well i want to try this out and see what it's like
0: so like explain to you because i always find this fascinating you know explain what was your comprehension of like the online world at that point when you heard about ultima online
1: uh very low i mean i had played one other game called worlds away Okay. And it, it was, uh, I wouldn't call it massively multiplayer. It was, you know, there was people online <laughs> right. and uh, it, it was, it was it's kind of a silly game. You know, you, you, you could dress up in different clothes, you could buy an apartment and decorate it. It was really kind of mindless. But the thing that was fun though, at the time was it was a place where you could meet with other people online and chat with them. And that was really right. kind of new, new at the time. So that was, uh, that was pretty much the extent of my knowledge as far as uh, the online gaming
0: and okay so explain to me too you know when you hear about this concept of uo did you were you in the beta where you had to pay for the you know, cd and all that um i i
1: did get in on the beta okay. um did a little bit with that. I don't think I was really excited about it. I remember uh, specifically, though, beta testing the 3D client, and I actually really hated that. I <laughs> said, so yeah. please don't do this. It, <laughs> it's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. I don't want to be that character. Um, but uh, I pretty much waited till uh, till launch um, and made a character on Sonoma. I'm over here on the West Coast in California, oh, okay. Silicon, Silicon Valley, and so I look for the the nearest shard so we got napa and sonoma right here so i made a character on sonoma but my ping i don't know if it was it should have been about the same because they're really pretty close right yeah but either when it was the routing or their servers but my ping to napa was better so i made a character there started playing um and that's that was the 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 jumping off point for me
0: and you know i always find this very fun explain your like what kind of computer you on like give us kind of you know if you remember you know like what was your setup
1: (laughs) uh well it was it was um at the time it was a pretty high-end desktop i do software development so um i always had a um plenty of memory you know uh good a lot you know a lot of hard disk um uh, so it was like a pc based and uh, i usually had a little bit better than average um uh, networking i remember when uh i got dsl i was the shit on oh yeah uh, on, on napa <laughs> i mean i was just they're like oh my god you know what do you how, how do you do that and I, I'm, I said yeah i got dsl you know i got two lines 56 you know 58k i'm wow. smoking
0: <laughs> man yeah well it, it's so funny because i'm assuming you're a bit older when you started to compare to you know perhaps myself because i had no concept of like, I, I picked Sonoma, and I was in Florida, so I clearly had no concept of, you know, ping routing, any of that. And it's so funny that I, I even remember, I mean, even as a kid playing, I never once kind of was like, you know, I feel like I'm kind of lagging, you know, because even after... Because I was only on dial-up for a very short period before we got... Um, it was Bell South, you know, DSL. And once I got that, it was like even more so... I don't remember lag. Like, do you remember like saying, oh, I'm, I'm lagging? I don't, I just don't remember that. Well, I, yeah,
1: but you, you kind of live with it until you, <laughs> yeah, <right>. until you, <laughs> until you play with somebody, I mean, until you die to a dragon, cause you can't run away and all, <laughs> all your friends are, are gone out the cave and on their way home with the loot. So, right. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, it's really relative to everyone you're playing with. They're saying, you know, they're, they're telling you, "Hey, you're lagging behind or, you know, I can run circles around you. What's going on, you know?
0: oh i know no no that's really funny so okay so you start off you know in this game what what did you want to do or what did you want to be when you for like what was your goal i i had no idea
1: i tried multiple different things i started out um i never really wanted to resource uh, gather resources or okay. that i wanted to adventure and i remember i i saw this guy at i started out in Jalome. that was my that was my home okay and uh and if you ever notice all the cats I have in Jalom, it's because um, <laughs> I, I I was uh, killing cats in Jalom when I was <laughs> when I was starting out. And uh, so but I met this guy at the Jalom bank and he had full plate armor. He had the long hair. He had right. like a, some some blue, like a some sort of shirt on just look it looked cool you met i say you know
0: yeah
1: i say say, what do you i say what are you guys doing he said well we're we're fighting the ancient worm you know we're 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 fighting dragons and i'm thinking wow you know i want to do that so i started um adventuring you know mostly solo but if if there was somebody uh going out i'd go along with them and we'd you know beat up trolls or whatever and i i just had a lot of fun doing that it was uh and, and the thing that was cool about UO was that the world was so huge. And even when they had a bunch of players online, you could still find places to, uh, to do your own thing, to get away from everyone else and just, just farm or, you know, just yeah. have some, have some alone time, some quiet time to, to play your own game.
0: Well, and too, I want folks to understand, I think a lot of people know this, but some don't, um, cause I have actually encountered like new UO players, but, um, You know, back then, you know, I remember using, I had ICQ back in the day, but before that really caught on, it was like, really, you literally logged in the game and then just kind of, you know, hey, oh, you know, uh, you know, Bob's on, cool, let's, you know, I'm gonna go play with him. Like, like there was no, like, scheduling or planning. Is that kind of your experience? Yeah. yeah,
1: I mean, yes, and and you're you're lucky if you knew that Bob logged on because you don't have <laughs> right. anything else to to tell. And I I had I had ICQ as well. You know, that was the huge right. Uh, that that was the big messaging app at the time. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't really do too much um, like today. I mean, it's all Discord and everyone's connected all the time and. Uh, when you're designing a game today, you really need to account for that instant communication, that team activity communication, which when we were playing just didn't exist. I mean, maybe you sent me an email and said, "Yeah, you know, hey, Luke, I'm going to go log in tonight at eight o'clock. I'll meet you at the X. And uh, and that was uh, <laughs> that
0: I know was it. it's crazy how in this, you know, in this, I guess, say world now, it's like just instant, you know, where it's like you can depending on your settings you can literally see like i you know i have mindset where you could see what game i'm playing so it's like you know okay well this guy's has a client up or he's logged in at least now we have in-game you know guild messaging stuff like that but before yeah it was totally the wild west where it was like if you didn't see one of your buddies log in for two three days you were kind of concerned like what's going on because you didn't have another way yeah maybe an email but that was pretty much yeah. it
1: yeah, you'd run by his house to see if it fell. <laughs> that's, that's how you knew if he had been logged in.
0: I know, and I, I can't even imagine the the level of catfishing that went on back then, too, because it was really the Wild West where, yeah, there was no voice. There was no video. You know what I'm saying? <laughs>
1: but yeah, But, you know, I mean, I don't want to, like defend the way it was before but it, it, it made things a little bit more of an adventure you know yes. you were, you were a little bit more alone in the world it was you and the world and you didn't know what was over the next hill and uh, now with the instant connectivity it changes the profile of the game so much um, that it makes it harder for game designers to to accommodate that instant, you know that instant gratification. I need something now. I can talk to all my friends, and they said that there's this in the dungeon, and that um, you never went out there and found it. There, there was a right. great comic. There was a great comic back when, and um, I'll give you the gist of it. The comic was uh, something along the lines that, uh, you know, the 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 adventure, the, the 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 journey there is the best part of the adventure and it was uh he's marching through the forest it's a uo comic he's marching through the forest and he's killing a yeah. deer or something and one of his buddies come by and said let's go to the let's go to the dungeon and he, and he says sure let's go and his friend goes okay i'll make a gate and he says well no i'd rather i'd rather i'd rather walk and you know, enjoy <laughs> the and so his buddy you know gates there and um i guess maybe later in the story he's kind of bored because he missed everything between here and the dungeon and in the in the journey there he he met brigands he met ratman he met you know all the different things and that was the adventure right there
0: well and and i think yeah you touch on a good point too where it's like you know I think now at the level of, okay, it's been decades, people are like looking to play UL for very, I think, specific reasons. And this is something that in the past, even with, you know, COVID and everything and, and my playtime increasing, I've come to realize that there's just, there's different, you know, wants and needs. And it's usually like PVP, PVM, and like trade, you know, usually, right. And those kind of three broad categories you know, and back then it was like, you know, I was happy. Yeah, like to your point, I was happy. Just I'd run to a dungeon on foot. <laughs> you know, like it was just cool. Why not? You know, um, so yeah. Okay. I mean, so
1: so yeah, I agree, and and that is, I think, unfortunately, lost today a little bit. Yeah. Not so much. Yeah. So and and I think part of it's the responsibility of the of the uh, shard designers out there because. If they cater too much to the instant gratification, you know, the uh, you know, the acquisition of goods um, and 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 collecting of things, um, you you tend to miss sort of the point. You t- you miss the uh, the the adventure, and um, that's that's one of the goals that I try to put into the design. Is that right. um, the the adventure is the focal point, and if you get something out of it, then then great. That's a bonus.
0: Oh yeah, no, for sure. Um, And okay, so, and sorry, went on a tangent there, that was funny, but um, so going back back to you, um, so I read, you know, kind of, some people said a few things to me, so I want to kind of make sure, you know, you tell us your story. So you did a lot of, I would say, I'm going to call it hardcore RPing. (laughs) that's just how I'm going to categorize it because it it, it seems so specific and interesting. So explain to everyone kind of how, you know, you started defending wind, you know, the dungeon, how that all came about.
1: Sure. So after my adventuring days, um, I got a little bit bored like we all do. And I thought I want to try something new and, um, I found a chest at the Britain Bank, opened it up, and blew my head off. And I thought, well, that's kind of interesting. What's this? And so I started playing with tinkering, and I made a tinker who his specialty was make um, instant, instant explode um, the
0: boom boxes. Uh,
1: the, the boom boxes, <laughs> and uh, at one point he had well over 125, you know, long-term murder counts. And he could wow. not leave his house. Uh, and my, uh, he would make them and my other character would take them out and put them on player vendors. Uh, cause at the time you could double click a chest on a player vendor and, and, and blow them up. Um, so oh, I was quite a lot of fun. With
0: I don't yeah, remember you, that. So you could put a boom box on the vendor price it, you know, whatever. And then what label it, you know, sword no, something.
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow. The, the box isn't for sale, but you put a little label that says, you know, these are my swords. Check them <laughs>
0: out. <laughs> oh man, then you could just camp right there, wait for him to click it, and then boom. <laughs>
1: well, I, it was funny. I really because I Altura, my my tinker couldn't leave the house because if he died, it was, <laughs> it was yeah. you know over. But I would just be sitting in my in my in my little wooden house you know <laughs> making something and all of a sudden i say you've been reported for murder you've been reported for murder you've been reported oh, for oh man murder. so
0: that's almost the <laughs> ultimate troll where yeah they just died <laughs> you didn't even get anything right who cares
1: yeah wow. so so i did that for a while and then i kind of felt like that's eh, a little bit you know a little bit cheap and yeah. And, you know, so i i decided to um to create a a role um an rp that uh sort of gave me a purpose and uh, a reason for doing what i'm doing so i came up with a, a whole story i mean uh, it's uh, pretty elaborate but basically the lich uh according to my story were the mystic council and they worked for lord british and they okay. canceled counseled him on everything um and uh, He was jealous of their knowledge and power and had them all killed. Um, But because they had some skill in necromancy, they didn't quite die. They went into this in-between state, and that's the lich. And me and my brother and my father in the story all knew that this to be the, the case, and nobody else really knew it or would admit it. So it was our duty, our charter to protect the lich until they could return to the land of the living and return to their rightful place in the castle.
0: Wow. Like this so this is intense man. Like that that's uh, <laughs> very well thought out
1: yeah, well, it, it evolved a little bit over time as I was asked more and more questions about it. You know, why are you protect the lich? Well, okay, then to come up with some BS. You know about what?
0: <laughs> yeah, like Monty Python style, right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then I just sort of solidified it. And once um, we had a guild, um, I had I needed to put rules in place. You know, you can't grief anybody. You have to give them regs to get home or a recall rune. You got to give them a red bandana and a book explaining. And so that whole thing that whole mm, conditions and rules that i put on the guild required me to build this whole backstory uh, about the reasons and i think that that made it fun for the guild members because now they right. had a reason a purpose and they had a foundation on which to uh, go out and and do this thing to protect the lich yeah um, i it mean made, it, it made it really hard um, for guild members and it was really against the rules you couldn't just go out you know pking and griefing and things and once you have this storyline behind you this reason this purpose um, you don't want to break the rules you do want to be the upstanding guardian of undead lords
0: right so- yeah no and i think too like stories like that are just they're so incredible and you know it's like and i do think even the only real like today modern day people that do that are really the orcs like that have a full blown organization that stay true to a purpose, you know, other than that, like we've kind of lost that, you know, where it's just people are, like I said, I think they're in those three categories and they're just trying to get what they need to get done. You know, does that make sense?
1: Yeah. And, um, uh, not yeah. So, so yes, it does. And I try to bring that back. I give players on angel Island tools for that, Right. I have, um, so back on OSI, <clears throat> you could put on like an orc helmet and you would become sort of orc kin in a way. They didn't really call it kin at the time. I don't think, but, it, but you would, you would, they would not attack you and right. you could hang out with the orcs and that was like a huge win. And I thought, boy, you know what? I could extend this this to undead. I could extend it to savages. I could extend it to, um, to uh, to whatever you know, I could extend it across the board with all the different with all the different factions. So we added um, this uh, kin system, uh, IOB items of brethren. so if you get a hold okay. of one of these Id- items of brethren, you can basically join the orcs you can join the savages and sort of the guild rules apply. they will highlight orange to you or green to you depending on alignment or whatever and it made um, it back uh, in the previous incarnation of Angel Island, yeah, there were savages. You know, there was a lot (laughs) of players that, uh, there was players that aligned with savages. There was players that aligned with orcs and they they would have these nice battles and they would RP it. They'd put the paint on and dress that way. And um, so it isn't dead. I mean, I think shard owners, if they appreciate this, um, have a responsibility to put the tools in place uh to to allow them to do this but if they don't see it themselves they're not going to build this architecture this infrastructure for players to do it and find it
0: yeah no i, I completely agree with that um that definitely an interesting take on it now you grew this guild you know from what i understand i mean how many members did you have at the peak i mean
1: uh Eh, I I wouldn't. I don't think it was a huge guild. I think on Napa we had a couple of hundred, I mean, two maybe three hundred, um, but probably five hundred if we start taking into account the other shards. And that really surprised me. I mean, the, the whole thing was sort of a like a daily surprise.
0: To Did you? So you never expected this to like? No, you know, no. I actually there. didn't even want to. I didn't
1: even really want to start the guild. I was just in Wind doing my thing, and. uh uh, several people would come in wearing the red bandana, and I'm thinking, hey, that's cool. And I'd pop out and I'd talk to them, and they're saying, hey, you know, can I join you? And I'm thinking, I, I pretty much put them off a little bit. I said, yeah, you know, if you want to, go ahead, you know, or, or don't, whatever. And um, it began to gain momentum, and I started hearing about, you know, my actions, you know, from third parties, and I'm thinking, okay, I, maybe it's time to start this guild. Um, so I started a guild. Didn't really want to manage it. Right. Um, so I found um, a great uh, compadre, Jade. She said, "Well, you know, I love I love all that that management stuff. I will be the the guild master, and I'll go out and recruit people. Actually, we didn't need to recruit; they were just pouring in. Um, and then um, pretty soon, we had grown the guild on uh, Napa pretty large, and it started spilling over just by word of mouth uh, to to several other shards. Maybe half a dozen other shards had That's guilds. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. There's no, disc- I mean,
0: I think, you know, that, that piece of just anecdotal evidence of how intense some of the RP was, just, it's crazy. Now, did you, besides, you know, doing this, because, and, and by the way, can what was the name of the guild, so everyone knows? Uh, <clears throat> Guardians of the Undead Lords, or ghoul, G-U-L. Awesome, okay, cool. So, um, after, you know, after this, did that ever fizzle out? Because what happened, it kind of came after um, well, yes,
1: the um, Origin uh, systems destroyed it in in one publish. I mean, it's like I didn't <laughs> I, I, I didn't pay attention. I, I I knew they were coming out with publishes, and then I knew this publish sixteen was going to be a big one. They're going to introduce new weapons and um, some new skills and character yeah. character types and. And uh, I thought, okay, well, whatever, you know, I'm just going to ignore that and just do my thing. But um, they made this one change, which was to, if you die in a dungeon, you're teleported to a town with all of your belongings right. immediately, just like magic. And the whole RP of ghoul centered around us not griefing, right? Right. And being able to resurrect the fallen and explain why they were killed and to give them the information and the regs and the recall room. And so that's really the center of our RP. But when they come out with this published 16, that was taken away. And then we we had no more RP. Then then now we're just you know PKs in in a dungeon. And so um you know, that's it's, when, it's that's funny. when Google fell apart because I didn't want to, I didn't want to rewrite our history at that point and say, well, you know, not really. Now we're going to, now we're this, now we're the protectors of, you know, right. Ratman or something.
0: <laughs> well, and, and it's amazing because, I mean, I remember, and it's funny because I remember in your notes, I think you put it was 2002 when Pub 16 came out, which I didn't even remember what, well, you know, I could obviously look it up, but I was like, man, I remember logging in after Pub 16. I remember hearing about it. And I just I remember clicking like an item and then seeing twenty five different attributes for it. And oh yeah, like, what oh, is yeah. this? And and yeah. yeah, I remember thinking in my head, and I've said this probably before, but I was like, I'm I'm tired. I don't want a Diablo version of UO. You know, I, yeah, like because I think back then Diablo was extremely popular. I remember I played it a lot, but they had different stats, and you know, fine, it was cool, but. I'm like, in you oh, I, I I don't I don't really want that. And it just, I don't know, man. It it really signified a, a deep-seated change. And it did. And,
1: and for the listeners that don't know, Publish 16 was Age of Shadows. That was the Age of Shadows published where they introduced ninjas and all of these crazy attributes you're talking about on the weapons. So you would you would you would click on your sword and there would be, you know, literally. 12 15 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know this kind of fire resistance and this ice resistance and it's that and this and that i just i i didn't like that so uh, you won't find that on on angel island we 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 got rid of all of that aos stuff um and, and, and i don't kept think a it lot sort of people old
0: i don't think a lot of people like that though because I, I mean well and again i i don't know every free shard but most most of the successful free shards do not have aos um if they
1: don't have all those attributes and whatnot
0: no like you know they're all the old school servers you know i'm talking about free shard stuff like you know, yeah the, right, yeah the, the only one that i know that that has done anything is demise from back in the day i don't know if you remember that server that i think had I that had aos i thought i don't remember yeah
1: yeah i i, I think if somebody was um new to uo uh, then it probably wouldn't bother them, but being an old schooler, I didn't like to see, you know, that, that level of change to the game and all the, the ninjas and right. other crazy templates they had, um, you know, Bushido and, and, and all the, this other stuff. <laughs> yeah. It just, it, it just, it just took too much focus away from. Uh, the beautiful simplicity of UO, which is the thing I, I really appreciated about up until Publish 15 was was the simplicity. You, you, you only had, um, you know, this many monsters. Uh, they weren't all different colors. You had this many right. weapons. They had a couple of attributes. And then the game was yours to make of it what you want. But they flipped the script, uh, Publish 16, and said... Now we're giving you, you know, you know, you know, fifty new, fifty new creatures, and a hundred right. new attributes, and you can spend your entire UO life just trying to attain all of these uh, you know, resistances and aspects and, and whatever else. Um, and I thought that that kind of took the fun out of um, out of the the the, the UO I, I remember.
0: Right, and I, I mean, I was the same way. I remember looking at that, and I just. I lost the interest to even log in. I'm like, all right, I guess I'm done. Like I I don't find, and I, and I, it was interesting because in talking to some of the actual developers, you know, hearing like that internally, they were pressured heavily and and forced into like a UO2 dev cycle kind of made sense why some of these changes were happening and they were just kind of like throw it at the wall style, you know, like this seems like a good idea. Let's just shove it down their throats. It was like, who you know who played this and said oh yeah this is what I want you know well I
1: think I, I think it was sort of a cascade effect there was probably a couple guys like me on the team or, or maybe most of them and they really felt like purists they wanted to keep oh right. uh, you know you owe pure and once they were sufficiently pressured they just said ah uh, screw it you know okay right. you want to ask you want all this stuff on the weapon or whatever i give up. i've already lost the battle it's uo's gone yeah you want you know purple unicorns okay we'll, we'll add that um so yeah i think it was just sort of a cascading effect that once once the the holdouts rolled over um right. to the pressure from i don't know marketing or sales or wherever the pressure was coming from um, then, then all hope is lost. Then it's just a, a wholly different game. Uh, you know, the only thing that's the same were the accounts, basically. Right.
0: Oh yeah, I know. It, it was just it was such a frustrating experience. I think for a lot of people, and I think yeah, no, for sure. So okay, so after published sixteen, um, you know, you were pretty much done with that RP story. What kind of happened, um, after pub 16, like, you know, how did you get into the free shard stuff? How did that all happen? Well,
1: I was, I was mad and disappointed. They had taken something that I had played for years and, and ruined it. And I actually was putting some pressure. Well, i mean, what pressure can I put? I was just a player, but, um, and and a PK, (laughs) not, not someone that they are currently interested in. Right. Um, and I was pressuring them to, uh, Give evil a a role within the game. Give player killers and murderers a role within the game. Okay. Um, and so I sent them a proposal, and it was signed by over a thousand of the, you know, all the names that were anybody in UO back then. How, so how did you get them. them to sign it? Um, I. Well, a lot of them knew of the proposal, but I don't remember. I may have emailed them and said, "You know, um,
0: <laughs> I'm asking for a specific reason because technology back then did not yeah, allow I think it was that e- I think it was Yeah,
1: I think, I think it was email. I would I would email the owners and say, "Hey, have you heard of the Angel Island? Uh, you know, of the of the uh, of the websites. It was mostly websites. There weren't that many shards of the websites. And say, "Hey, you know, have you heard of the Angel Island proposal?" And most of the uh, communities I was connected with tot- totally supported PKing and murder in game and they hated the fact that uh, you had to macro off murder counts as a ghost or just not right. log in or something and so getting support from the community was easy and um, I had uh, you know people putting my little support angel island uh, which was the name of my prison by the way it wasn't the, there was no shard notion uh,
0: yet Okay, so um, Adam, let me interrupt you one second sir this, sure. this is extremely important. I didn't even tell you about this. Because this this message I received, just so you know, was today at 6.43 p.m. So literally like two hours ago, okay? I took your um, – this has to do with your Angel, Angel Island idea, right? I sent the – you know the website you have up with the proposal, like the GameMaster.net? Yes. I sent that to Star Long because he told me he, he did not remember the Angel Island proposal, right? So I sent him the website. Um, this earlier this morning, he must've read it. And his response to me was OMG, all caps, the names list there. So oh, yeah, I want people to really, cause, cause I didn't really, I didn't know everyone, you know, back then either. So I want all my listeners to really understand that. I mean, star along himself, one of the top head honchos even recognizes these household names on this list. Um, but okay. And I'm sorry to interrupt you. I wanted to let you know that because I figured that was kind of a special thing there. It was really cool. Um, yeah, but- no,
1: that's, the, the recognition is great. It's 20 years too late. <laughs> to
0: <help. laughs> uh, no. But okay. So I, explain it, what the idea go, go into the, you know, what your proposal was. Yeah. So the, so the idea
1: was conceptually simple. Um, what I've heard though, it was rejected by OSI because it was "quote unquote" too complex. But the idea is simple: it's that if you're mur- if you're a murderer and you've got you know x number of murder counts, um, and you die, uh, then you get a gump that uh, tells you you know if you resurrect, you're going to lose your stats, or you can go to prison and work and 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 serve your time there. And then I go into detail on how the prison system works and that it's not, you know, you're not just sitting in a cell somewhere. It's yeah. a quest. It's an adventure. You have to, all of your stuff is taken. You're given a, a blessed dagger, um, an empty a spell book, and you've got a jail cell. You fill wow. You stock up okay. on food, you stock up on food and, and stuff. And then when you finally get enough, then you go down to the cemetery down there at the prison you kill some uh, skeletons, you get a hatchet, you go up, you take out a guard and you basically work your way up until you can take out the guard tower. Okay. Once you take out the guard tower, uh, the quest begins. And I, I don't know if you want all the, the details of that, but, but essentially uh, you can stay in prison. And I think your, uh, your murmur counts are accelerated a little bit just by being in the decay of your murder yeah. counts is accelerated a little bit by being in prison you can i'm not sure how many people know this but you can bribe you know you can go and kill a bunch of skeletons take that gold up and give it to the parole officer and she'll reduce your sentence or you can uh, <laughs> or you can break out if you're there with a couple of buddies or people you don't know you guys can team up you can take out the guard tower you can get the key you can get the lighthouse pass and go for it, and uh, it's not easy. But it so, makes how
0: long does that take? You know, a player to do a player. So, an
1: expert, somebody who is highly skilled, and um, uh, been to prison before, and knows where all the secret passages are, and knows where you know what the lighthouse pass is, and has worked through it. You know, a couple guys can get out of there. Mm uh six hours maybe eight wow. hours
0: that's so that's per every time you murder
1: someone you're sent there uh well no 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 it, only if you die and you don't want to resurrect and take stat loss
0: ah okay so you have the option i'm sorry i missed that okay that makes so, sense so yeah so
1: you you're just a happy pk right um running around and then oops you know you got guard whacked and you're thinking oh damn it now now what do i do And so now you got the option to go to prison and um, miss a little mini game inside of a game and you're just off the streets. You're not bothering, you know, the townspeople, the merchants, the whatever. You're, you have to deal with this. And uh,
0: so, yeah. No, and I think that's, it's, it's a very interesting idea. I would have liked to see how that would have really played out um, because I, I feel like the, time that it takes you to finish that is pretty significant, you know, as well as, well, I'd rather, I'd probably rather do that though than take stat loss and remacro my stat, you know, my skills, right? Sure. sure. <laughs> I mean, that, that's at sure. least the choice I would probably make.
1: There's also one other option. Um, well, it's actually just a parallel option. You don't have to wait until death. If you get high enough in your murder counts, uh, there's a special teleporter at this city that we built, Anavel, um that if you run into that teleporter, you can just be teleported into prison to repent for your sins. and then then the, everything's the same as as the uh, the death gump. you all wow. of your items are banked and and you can uh, begin working off your counts there.
0: yeah it's very interesting, yeah, because like outlands does, I call it a timeout, where yeah, if you, if you repent to wipe everything, you can't PK or go into any dungeon for 24 hours. So it's a very, it's an interesting take on that. You know, I think yours is, is way more interactive where you actually, you know, have to, you know, do something in game, right? To like battle your way back. Um, man, I and I'm sorry, I'm pausing. I'm just, I'm really trying to figure out like how, you know, at scale, what would people think of that? Like, what has been the reception, I guess, of people experiencing I- that?
1: It, 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 uh, it was very well received, um, okay. and it, the the system worked. We had to tune it, um, tune it to uh, difficulty and time that you spend there um and uh it it worked well and we had people um you know writing you know essays on you know how to escape and the best ways (laughs) yeah yeah. and and i read this one essay that said yeah i'm just a mule i just collect resources and then i just you know log out there and then when my friends come in um i just log in and just hand them all the resources so i said i I said i said i said i said okay okay i got something for that so put a little system in place so that after you log in if you had been logged out for three hours or some number uh, they get a message that says you were rolled in your sleep (laughs) 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 and all your stuff is taken so
0: okay uh, so so and I know we're we're jumping a little bit but um, you know explain to me you know why did you decide then to you know start up a a free shark Because you when did you start the original angel island and yeah I guess why uh, so, because I still
1: still was a little bit disappointed that I didn't have my 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 Napa Shard anymore. I didn't have my role play anymore, and I didn't right. want I didn't I didn't feel like I should have to come up with a whole new you know model for play because because uh, OSI decided to change things because I had very <laughs> because because quite frankly, I didn't have any confidence that they wouldn't change it again right um and, and i'd put yeah. a lot of effort into that and i was uh i had a lot of people that followed uh ghoul and their 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 laws and so i thought you know i'm just gonna i i'm an engineer i mean <laughs> i i saw i found run uo i can uh, i can do this and so right. i downloaded um run 1.35 beta wow and i got it up and running and then i uh started uh recruiting i set up a website and i I got some developers together and almost you know a, a large part of google uh followed me to to my website and i told them hey you guys i'm gonna launch this server It's going to be UO the way that we played it. It's going to be the UO that we loved. I'm going to build the prison that I wanted to build, and uh, we we did it.
0: Wow. Now, okay. So, you know, we're gonna. You know, obviously, I don't need every intricate detail. We'll fast forward some of this. But, you know, when you started, you know, building this, you've you've never. I mean, obviously, you're a software dev, but you've never built anything with UO before, right?
1: uh no, no, I did. um, I did an eight x eight macro or program. I mean, I knew a little bit about the protocols and whatnot, and I know how to script. Um, I was writing some C sharp scripts to eight by eight macro. And I mean, I was actually writing macro programs for back when I played worlds away, you know, yeah. many years prior to that. So I was not uh, new to tinkering with the inner workings of the game. I felt pretty comfortable there. So uh, having the actual source code for for a server um was just just made my job a whole heck of a lot easier
0: now did you you know after obviously your experience with it did you have a more fondness and respect for the devs of UO after you know you were the man <laughs> making changes oh yes um
1: uh, i mean just yeah so when i got the run uo there 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 are really two categories of people that uh, run shards. Um, There was one category where there's two chunks to run UO and probably all of the, you know, uh, poll and all the other servers. You've got the server code and it handles the networking and all the low-level grunt complicated code stuff. And then there's the scripts library on top, which implements this monster or that monster, and they have those attributes. A lot of the uh the shards out there.
0: Hey guys, quick sponsored uh, commercial break here. Um this podcast specifically is sponsored by Deathwish Coffee. I want you all to head over to deathwishcoffee.com. Use code Ultima Online. It's a special code that only is available for listeners of this podcast. It gets you a nice discount. Look, the fact is, I'm sure everyone drinks coffee. I know I do. I use this product. I've been using it for about three, four years now. I've been sipping Death Wish coffee. It is unbelievable. If you want to support me, you want to support this podcast, you believe in my vision, let me tell you, Death Wish is basically literally fueling me with coffee, (laughs) to pursue my passion, which is expanding this podcast as far as we can go. So please check them out. And honestly, give me some feedback. Let me know if you guys have tried it. I know I've gotten a couple of people have already ordered stuff. Uh, sincerely, thank you. But uh, thank you very much, guys.
1: Um, work really up at the scripts level. They don't really go down into the server. Um, but we were, uh, all of my team were professional develop. Most of them were professional developers. So we right. were not... Uh, afraid of digging into the server, understanding it, extending it, um, and so we were uh, able to to sort of build the whole shard from, uh, from the ground up. And to answer your question, yeah, I was really impressed with um, not only uh, <clears throat> what OSI must have done to build that game, but uh, the run uo folks for um being able to write this emulator because the the lower level networking and whatnot is is not for the the, the faint of heart i mean it's right it's real real code you can't get it wrong i mean it's intricate for you know, sure sure it, it's intricate i mean you can screw up a monster so that it's got the wrong name or the wrong skills <laughs> or it casts the wrong spell or whatnot, but you can't you, you can't mess up the the, the server code the, the low level part
0: Now you of coding uh, explain to me what was that screen capture program that you I guess married what was that uh, I've over the years I've developed
1: um, quite a number of shareware programs I put them out on the internet and if you like it send me 10 bucks 15 bucks whatever. Um, Grabby was a little screen capture program because at the time, i was wanting to record my adventures of adamant series okay and you know i could do like a you know a print screen and then try to save my whole screen or i guess i could do an alt print screen and then try to uh chop it up and chop it up and say i thought oh my gosh this is just like so terrible so uh i whipped up a little a really low uh you know very small very tight little screen capture program and you could you know, hit a hot key and take screenshots on demand. Or you could just say what I ended up doing later was just said, here's the folder, take a screenshot, you know, every half second, this quality, this format. Um, and then I'd go back later and say, okay, these are the, these are the pictures I want for my story.
0: Okay. And okay. Now I need you to educate people. You said the word shareware.
1: <laughs> oh, um, we don't know what shareware is. Well, I do, <laughs>
0: but Hey, I don't know. Uh, Explain
1: that. Well, shareware is um, the software that uh, individual writes that they can upload and put it on a shareware site. Or um, later on in life, I started hosting my own uh, uh, at Thomasello.com. I, I would have my all my programs up there, yeah. and you can download them and use them for free. And if you liked them, you know they would pop up and say, you know, send me fifteen bucks or perhaps you know send me 15 bucks and unlock the you know the advanced features so right
0: okay yeah no i i knew what that was but i i to be honest with you i haven't heard that word shareware in like probably decades <laughs>
1: yeah oh well
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while man like it, it really yeah. you know okay so we got through that now another thing i probably should ask you at the beginning i forgot so the reason i know the name adam and this is me personally was I have a feeling that you were you were in the comic space in some regard. So can you explain to someone like me who's very ignorant what you know how were you in that space? Like, you know, explain that a little bit more.
1: Well, <clears throat> so after I created the sort of the guardians of the undead lords, I noticed that the reception was pretty good. People were interested in the RP. Right. Um and I that kind of surprised me because there were some other RP guilds at the time and they were doing similar cartoons. And there was also other, uh, cartoons that weren't really related to guilds. There was like bone dude and plate dude, and I'm a newbie. (laughs) And I thought those, I thought those were awesome. I loved reading those. And so I thought, Hey, you know, I can take my, my RP that seems to be working and turn it into some stories. And, uh, there was a really popular site back in the day called Battle Vortex. And, uh, that was fear, fear ran Battle Vortex. And his number two man was Edric, Edric who later left, uh, Battle Vortex to work for OSI on the brand new faction system. So he was working, he helped design the faction system.
0: Right.
1: And fear gave me uh he kind of took me under his wing and, uh, Hosted a little subsite on his, which were the adventures of Adam Ant, and so I posted my first story there. It got some hits back then. You know, I I don't know if there was a whole, there was no sharing them or like likes or whatever, but it was we could read read the analytics and see that people were watching it, and so I I started writing them there um and they were they were a success so i moved when i finally launched my own site i moved them over from battle vortex to gamemaster.net and kept them going for 100 episodes i I quit at 100
0: yeah because i mean obviously you know i remember i'm a newbie like for sure but i never because to your point man there wasn't like a repository of like you know okay here are all the comics you know what i'm saying like it was very difficult I, i feel like to find certain content. Cause it just wasn't as, you know, readily available or searchable. Does that make sense? Maybe, I don't know. If yeah, it, it. It, it,
1: it, it makes sense. And actually today, um, I, I post on Reddit once in a while and I kind of ghost their uh, Ultima online forum. And yeah. it's not unusual. There's probably a post once a week that says, Hey, who knows where those, uh, I'm a newbie comics are. Or, who was the guy, the the bone dude and the plate dude, where can I find those? Right. And everybody is struggling because they'll point you to a website and the website's been taken down. And, yeah. um, it's, it's really hard to find these because back then there weren't, even even uh, the wayback machine i tried to get back some of my um stories we can talk about how they got lost but i tried to get them back on the wayback machine and it had like you know two captures of <laughs> two <laughs> captures which 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 didn't really have much of anything i think i got like the first episode and a couple right. of pictures from the second episode so um i was able to recover all of my images when i left my sh- my um my uh, hosting i copied I backed up my gamemasternet website however the database for the website wasn't in the directory tree the text didn't come over but I do have all the images so um, right. uh, I'll go back and and try to recreate the text which will be which will be interesting <laughs>
0: <Good> um, <luck>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah but this time they'll get backed up correctly so but yeah it's really yeah. difficult for people now to find these stories because back then they're really wasn't a good mechanism for for finding cached copies or backed up copies whatever
0: right but you know because you know back then it was like in games somebody mention it hey you see that comic i'm a newbie and you're like what and then you could maybe search it or he would give you the you know url and you could go to that but i mean hell i don't even remember back then you know you could to favorite a website was a big deal <laughs> if you found one right that that's and for folks that don't remember, but I mean, back in the day, like you favorited something, it, it was important. Cause if you lost that link, <laughs> you may not be able to find it.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Cause the, cause Google wasn't indexing like they're doing right. today. Just <laughs>
0: typing in, I'm a newbie
1: would not get you where you want to be. Right? No. Yeah. Oh
0: yeah. I know. So, okay. Um, so we got the comic stuff and uh, now we're going to shift focus a little bit. Um, explain to me, um, you know, because, obviously you ran Angel Island for how long was it online?
1: It was online for about uh, thirteen years. Wow! But uh, seven years were solid twenty four seven. Had uh, two rebirths um, in the next six years. Okay. Um, and so yeah, so but for the first seven
0: years, it was it was uh, it was. And how good. many people did you peak at? Like how many are we talking about? So everyone knows who's not familiar.
1: <clears throat> well, we had. Uh, We had 11,000 registered uh, players, um, and our peak numbers at the time, I think the most online at one time was 331, which I guess doesn't sound like a lot compared to uh, some of the shards out there today. But for us, it was it was good and uh 331 people that's playable i mean we well, had, i think you,
0: know, you, you touch on a good point that a lot of times people get um i think population crazy where it's like you know i've seen and this is this is what i'm saying about this i've seen shards that have 500 people playing i'm gonna put this in air quotes 500 but in game it feels like there's 10 right and then i then i've seen shards with you know <laughs> Two hundred people, but I mean, it's like pff, they got feels like they got a thousand people. You know, because those people are so invested and so active, it makes it feel alive. Does that make sense to you? It, it does, and and I, I guess uh,
1: to your point, I mean, if you go to a shard with five hundred players, and you know, two hundred of them are in their house macroing. And the other, and and fifty of them are standing at West Britain Bank in their in their uh, in their fancy fancy dress. Um, Then you go out adventuring, and it feels like like fifty people out there. Nobody's out there in dungeon, you know, shame, uh, killing earthies. If you get a shard with three hundred people, and nobody's at the bank bank sitting, and few people are out uh, macroing that feels really different you're going to go to shame you're going to see five ten other people there you're going to go to wrong you're going to see people pvping out in front of wrong so right it's really what people are doing uh not really the numbers and if people are out adventuring uh, you'd be surprised how small the world is except nobody goes to s- certain places certain towns are like right. always desolate but um yeah, if you get people out playing the game the way it was meant to be played, yeah, 300, 400 people is 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 a good number.
0: Yeah, because I know talking with uh, the guys over at UO Renaissance, when I talked to them, I mean, it was like, you know, they've had a steady, I would say 500 people, you know, online for like ever. And, you know, they have a hardcore, you know, following of just loyal people that enjoy it. And I think... What people, you know, need to understand too is, you know, we're seeing a lot of these old shards come back or have a rebirth again. It's because people are looking for a specific piece of UO that they enjoy playing. Is my opinion.
1: I've heard, um, I've heard that many, many times over the last two months since I announced the the re uh, the rebirth. Yeah. Um, I've heard many people say, "Yeah, I play on Shard X." and uh, it's got everything but i want to play old school uo right and uh that's that's good because that's that lets me know that a lot of people haven't forgotten um the excitement of a simpler world where it's up to the players to make the world yeah if if, if you're having the de- developers have it's it's a kind of a treadmill once you get a player base that depends on you creating new content constantly. Um, it's a it's a crazy treadmill for the developers and the players are never satisfied. But if yeah. you set the ex- if you set the expectation in the beginning that says, "Hey, look, I've given you this blank canvas. Um, you've got these tools. You can create kin. You can build townships. Make your game. You guys make it."
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. And okay, so you're, you're kind of touching on this so to let everyone know. Um, Angel Island, when is it uh, relaunching? Uh, next month, the middle of next month. So yeah, Saturday, and, I think it's the 14th. Yeah. And, and what's different this time, Adam? Like, why, why am I coming back or checking this out?
1: Uh, different. Well, the, the core of Angel Island is pretty much the same. I mean, the philosophy has not changed at all. Okay. Um, I, I trying to hold true to the original intent of Angel Island, which holds true to the original intent of OSI published 15 era. So that all remains constant. Um, I have added new features. Um, but again, these features don't include purple unicorns or any of the, the goofy weapons or 50 attributes or things there, there are systems that um, try to help the players um, build the game. They want to build. Like for instance, we've got a new crafting system that allows um, craftspersons, for instance, a a blacksmith mage, uh, I mean a blacksmith yeah blacksmith mage you know GM blacksmith GM mage can now craft um magical weapons and so that the PKs and the PvPers now they need to they need these craftspersons right yeah. before they could just send out their adventurer to go kill some high level creature to get these things now um they need the craftspersons and the craftspersons need the resource gatherers the miners right, yeah. to get the it's ore all connected so it's all connected and one of the poor principles of ai is a balanced economy we don't do bods like osi did bods and we don't have the vendors don't buy uh don't buy things from the players but what they will do and we're going to we're right now rewriting this wiki page because it's really not um, to yeah. explaining enough how valuable this is, is that when you go out and mine a bunch of ore, you can actually take it to an, a town vendor and give it to the town vendor and they'll give you um, an accounting book that says, we will sell this on your behalf. And when another player buys it, we'll pay you and we'll take a commission.
0: Oh, like a ledger almost. And then they keep track. Yeah, and it, okay. It
1: is a ledger. It's called the balanced buyback system. So everywhere possible we try not to create gold out of thin air right We try to have gold circle through the economy so that it's a balanced economy and it's a player driven economy
0: and you know you kind of bring up gold um so explain your philosophy on you know profit cash shops you know buying gold how does that all work
1: Mm, maybe i'm not following the question buying gold you mean like outside of the game
0: well, like for instance, on, on certain shards you can buy, you know, something equivalent to gold that you can then resell for gold, like a like a coin or a, you know, piece of you know what I'm saying? Like you can buy that with real money. You know, like how do how do you handle donations? Are you gonna have donations on Angel Island? Like oh, how does that work?
1: Yeah. So so I think one of the things one of the advantages I have over other shards Is that um, I don't need the money. I don't take donations. You can't buy anything. I don't run ads, so there's no influence on me um, to 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 direct the game in a certain way. To give somebody, I had a guy offer me once in the last incarnation, three thousand (laughs) dollars to give him an island. Oh wow! I said, yeah. I said, that's pretty cool, man. But uh, you you know, I don't do this. I don't. uh, (laughs) So. So, yeah, so there's no Angel Island doesn't support any kind of pay to play or uh, cash involvement whatsoever. I think it's a rat's nest and it uh, really detracts from the vision. I mean, how can you be coding to a particular vision, a goal that you have for a game when somebody's paying you for something or to do things a certain way or for, you know, for whatever? Uh, they're To me, they're wholly incompatible. And so as long as I keep it very black and white, completely binary, we don't do that, then it leaves me free to um, keep writing it the way I want to write it.
0: Man, I think I need to record just that little snippet you said, because you said it way more eloquently than I could have. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree with, with everything you said, um, but I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, that is awesome. Okay, so we kind of got the launch date we got kind of what you're doing uh, we're going to move kind of towards the end of this um, okay so a couple of fun ones for you and again this okay. is this is meant to be fun if you had uh, an unlimited budget and and what I'm going to preface this with is this could be it could be angel island or this could be like OSI you know back in the day you can do with it what you wish but someone you know gives you a blank check how, what are you going to do
1: with it? Well, the first thing I would do is lobby OSI to allow a retro shard, my shard, Angel Island, uh, on their on their servers, so that it would be official and available around the world, and people could get on and play, could could experience um, this, this old school UO feel. And I think that they would be surprised at, um, at how well it would be received. A lot of people wouldn't understand it. I mean, if you're new, (laughs) you're, if, if if you're 20 years old, you probably wouldn't appreciate sort of the old school feel. You wouldn't uh, appreciate the challenge or the hardships, um, you know, getting killed and dry looted. You're going to think, well, heck, I don't want that. I want, I want safety. I want safety. I want item insurance. Um, so, but there, I think there's still, uh, a lot of people that, that get it and want to make the game their own and don't want development, uh, dictating the direction, the goals, the, uh, the enjoyment.
0: Right. Well, they want something Um, new too, right? Why not try something different, you know? Yeah. And 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 I think I like it. And, and I think too. I uh, mean, you know, even have I've been on this podcast adventure for a while now. That people, the more they hear about it, the more they understand that there is a ton of people that still hold this. I'm just going to say experience. You know, whether it's Angel Island, old school OSI, in such you know high regards that you know I would almost say to myself what, you, know, you almost get annoyed by it. Like, all right, what is this? You know, why is so many people, you know, like I would think they'd want to check it out. Right.
1: Well, I think that I was not alone in my disappointment with, with the way that OSI changed the game. Yes. Um, they just weren't ar- able to articulate their disappointment or act on it. Um, me and a few other shard owners were able to act on it and, uh, and I think that's where we, why we where are today, is that uh, some of us do remember. We are able to 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 re-implement it and bring it back.
0: Yeah, and I'll just say this, and you know, I've said this for you know, any shard owner I've talked to. You know, it takes some brass balls, you know, to create a shard to deal with the headaches, hassles, and really horseshit that <laughs> you know comes <laughs> with that, right? Because it's just the reality is, is, is it's not. Sunshine and rainbows, you know. I don't know. Can you, you know, attest to that? Or <laughs> it's it's so. There, there,
1: it's it's not sun, sunshine and rainbows, and it's expensive. Yeah. I mean, it it costs. I think people don't understand. They they're thinking, oh, so you you know you recompiled the server and you know you're you're hosting it on your on your laptop. Uh, what, what's the what's the problem? <laughs> but <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> so they don't they don't they don't they don't appreciate you know, how much time um, it takes to write this. I mean, I'm working on this stuff. Uh, I get up early in the morning, work on it all night uh, till night when my wife finally drags me in to, to come in. Right. And and then on top of that, you're you you you're paying, you know, uh, I, I don't do hosting anymore. I, I bought my own high-end, uh, high-end server class machine and I got a fiber line running right into my house, thousand um, megabit fiber line, so wow. uh, that's all out of pocket. And um, so it is it's, it is kind of a thankless job. However, however, the reward is there. Uh, for some shards, it's money. You sell right. ads, you you sell items, you make cash that way and and it be, that becomes your game. But for me, it's really just the enjoyment. If I can get all the old schoolers to come back and play it, and the, the, the guilds get back together the camaraderies the shit talk and in, in the battle oh, zone yeah. um all that stuff uh i've i've done what i wanted to do
0: yeah and, and i think um it, it's one thing and it, it's very funny um and this is a quick sidebar i know we're uh, i'm dragging this on but um i did an episode i think it was like four of them ago and it was about it was a pvp right and like uh, PVPers for some reason are very difficult to get on, but I, uh, I was talking to another guy that I really wanted to get on. And he told me, he's like, man, he goes, I need to do this podcast. Cause Ansem has been talking crap for the last, like two months. He got on this stupid podcast and he's the best. PvP. <laughs> you know? It's just, it's small thing. And I think you appreciate that too. The small inner drama and the, and the shit talking is just, it's so hard to explain to people, you know, you know, I don't know. Does that make it sense is. to you? <laughs> it is, and and uh,
1: one of the mistakes I made early on was <clears throat> I ended up sort of like den mother, right? The den mother role <laughs> yeah. of uh, uh, do, do people still know what a den mother is? I don't know. Boy Scouts, Cub Scouts. Um, so <laughs> I, I I ended up like a den mother. So I was like, you know, in this hand I'm writing code, and on this hand I'm trying to resolve, you know, all the conflicts on the board. And uh, this time around, um, I, I'm much less interested in drama. I don't right. really want to be involved in the drama. I don't want to try to solve everyone's case. Um, what I'm going to do is provide them this canvas to, to play the game they want. And there will be some rules on the board, you know? Uh, right. Pretty, pretty, pretty simple rules, you know? And, and, and as long as you abide by those, I don't really want to be involved in the, in the, in the drama scene.
0: Well, I tell you what, you know, there's nothing that will cheer, you know, you or your significant other up more than seeing another couple fight. <laughs> and you're like, oh, oh, yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad I don't have those problems when well, yeah, right. It's funny. <laughs> last
1: last night, I was, uh, I took a, usually late at night, I take a break from coding and I just kind of read the discord. Yeah. Um, and uh, one of these guys appeared from like, I don't know, 15 years ago. I re- recognized the name. And another guy appeared from. The same time and they didn't really know each other and it was in five minutes before they were shit talking each other and they're like let's take this to the battle zone <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> but it, that's okay with me i mean that's that's yeah that's the gaming mentality you know you take it to the message boards and then they're saying you know i'll get my main and i'll meet you at the at
0: wrong okay you know <laughs> well i'm gonna take it a step further and i've said this in one of my first episodes where i said like Imagine if, you know, someone had a flat tire and you drove by like, oh, that sucks. I don't really have time to stop. I'm doing something and, you know, whatever. But if I saw some of the flat tire and they had like a UO, you know, bumper sticker or plate, man, <laughs> that's an instant pullover, pull, right? right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. them a ride the, to town too yeah. right yeah buy him a coffee too Why? It, it's, yeah, just, it's the camaraderie that comes with this game that is just very hard to articulate sometimes but um, but yeah okay so final question and and you kind of went into it uh, with your tinker but since you've owned Angelina maybe you've you know saw something but you know explain to me where you saw someone getting like trolled or just you know messed with or just maybe a funny story you know something like that throughout your years
1: uh, well, the trolling, um, I think the, the, the trick is to recognize that you're being trolling, trolled, and then just cut it off. Um, <laughs> the, the, the trolls are a special kind of individual that really are, are seeking you know, two things. One, the attention that everyone's giving them by replying and, you know, anger faces. And um, they feel like they're now they're part of the community or whatever. Or, they have an agenda. They're from another shard and they just want to, you know, throw some dirt on your, on your parade. Right. Um, so I, I typically will give them benefit of the doubt. The first couple posts, I will try to like answer a question and you pretty much know right away, if they're even open to being, um, to having their mind changed. I had a guy <laughs> on Reddit I had a guy on Reddit and he was saying, eh, this sounds like a scam, you know, how do we know that you're not just stealing our, oh, our, our, our account information? And I'm like, okay, well here, here's my, here's my LinkedIn page. I've been doing this for this many years and all this stuff. And he said, wow. Okay. Thank you. That's better. I, I'll see you in August. <laughs> so, right. So clearly he wasn't a troll. He just wasn't good at, you know, you
0: know, uh, I feel like the, 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 the king of the five word reply right where yeah. it's just like you're st- you know a guy told me when i I posted well the one i did with manfred was awesome the hacker one and people were like well you're making you're just trying to clickbait so you can you know make your money off the podcast i'm like dude if you really think i'm making like steady income off of, <laughs> off of my online podcast I'm
1: like, <laughs> you've got another thing coming yeah <laughs> back in the uh in the the original launch of ai i had uh And money was a little bit tighter. I had monthly bills for the server and I had another server for the website. So I had a monthly bill coming in. And so I would try to uh, rally donations and the the player base was great. They would kick in and for probably six or eight months, um, they were able to meet my goal of, you know, I don't know, a couple hundred bucks, whatever for, for, for server costs. And eventually though I just got tired. I felt like nagging or whining so I just said screw it. I'm just going to pay these bills. I'm not going to ask anybody anymore. And uh, so I just quit asking and just uh, just just did it because I wanted to do it.
0: No, and I think, you know, that this conversation to me has revealed that you have a very, you know, high passion for what you're doing and you have a clear vision on why you're doing it and I, I feel like, you know, and I, and I've said this a lot, but you know with UO we're, we're talking niche of niche. you know, this isn't some new category or some something new. this this is we're, we're splitting hairs, right? The, the population's not you know hundred thousand people anymore, right? But yeah, yeah. you know, my thought was Angel Island you know, given its lengthy history, you know, I think we'll be successful because there are a ton of people that remember what I call, you know, these golden era days, you know, where a lot of these fond memories were created, you know?
1: And I think some of the good news, yeah, I agree. And I think some of the good news for those looking at Angel Island now is that because I'm doing this because I want to, I don't require any number of, of, People playing. Right. I don't require a thousand people to to meet my financial needs. Um, I'm happy if if I've got a a good group of people that play it regularly and they're interested and they're bringing in people now and then. Yeah, that that's great. That's that's all that's uh, that's,
0: that's needed. No, and I think too, and it's so cool now with technology the way it is, where people can actually hear you speak and, and kind of just you know, get a feel for what you're all about. And I think it's going to come across very sincere because, you know, I think sometimes for server owners, um, you know, whether it's successful or not, um, there's always some stigma that is with every owner. You probably know what I'm talking about. And it's important for me to just give a platform for people to speak and, you know, just, you know, give their vision on why they're doing things and let the people decide, you know?
1: Okay, now before we wrap this up, can I, you did ask me for a, some fun stories or whatever, oh, can yeah, I give yeah. you a couple of, let me, get, let me give you a couple of my, uh, and, and they're going to be exploits, so I, I actually, I've uh, enjoyed battling some of the more ingenious uh, hacker players over the years. And uh, I'll give you a couple of my favorites. I won't give names out, but uh, sure. a lot of you out there will actually know from my, my previous writings who these guys might be. And, I, and you know what, and I never, I, I still loved them. After, after they exploited, I just, I, I slapped their wrists and I uh, you know, showed them to the prison or whatever. But one of my favorites um, was the, the tower exploit. Now, <clears throat> for, you, those, for you that are familiar with towers, if you picture it in your mind right now, they have those wings on the top that overhang the the the, 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 the rectangular foundation. And that's probably right. kind of cool. It's like a little overlook. Well, somebody figured out that when you're placing the tower, you get this preview of what it'll look like where you're placing it. Well, as it turns out, if... Your, your friend is placing the tower you can actually run into the preview i never knew that you could actually go in you can actually go in the door run up the stairs and go over on the little outlook so the exploit was you put the preview right next to a castle okay right? and, and i'm sorry to shard owners that are saying oh my god you know this guy's exposing this but i'm t- i'm telling you if you don't know about it it's happening <laughs> it's happening now anyway <laughs> this has been around forever right um so basically you, you do the preview next to a castle. Your buddy runs up on the little overhang there. You close the preview and your buddy drops down into the courtyard castle and you're in. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, um, so that was an easy fix. I'll throw the, the, the devs a bone that, that, that don't know about this. You just lock the doors on the preview. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, another one was, um, so remember we I told you that there's a teleporter at the Oaknevel town that if you have a bunch of murder counts you can kind of turn yourself in go to prison and and reduce your counts. Right. Well, so these these guys figured out that if you precast recall and then you have a hotkey that targets the rune, right? You precast recall and you run into the teleporter and and in that split second that you're being teleported, you hit your hotkey and it bounces you back out to your recall position. You've just lost like four murder counts. Wow. Because the the, the way the teleporters work is if you leave legitimately, if you leave legitimately, you get you get reduced because that means you escaped. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And so. I saw some funny things in my logs. And so I thought, okay, so I didn't say anything. I went in there and I changed the code so that I look for this particular exploit and I just changed the location from their rune to jail. So (laughs) so, so, so the next time they, uh, they did this, they ran into the teleporter, they hit their macro to recall out, they ended up in jail. I just showed up there and they're
0: like, yeah, gee, sorry, Adam.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh so, my gosh. That's really funny. Yeah. Well, I know playing with, you know, Ash Chopper, one of the guys, you know, did exploits too, man. It's just, it's crazy how much of a wild West it was, man, back then. And, and even now, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: A lot of fun. A lot of fun.
0: No, So well, that's what, that's what the big, that's one of the big jobs
1: of, um, of the, developers on a shard
0: right.
1: is uh maybe 30% of the time not so much launching the shard but once you get going you're probably spending 30% of your time just battling um the hackers uh, and exploiters and yeah. Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah oh yeah it happens everywhere that's yeah, just human nature <laughs> yeah. um but hey adam I, thank you very much sincerely uh, for sitting down with me is there anything else you need to say to the community at large or anything you want to you know say
1: uh, if you're if you're curious about Angel Island, come check it out. If uh, if you're new to UO, it may feel a little bit uh, alien and hard, but um, you'll find that uh, well, like I used to say, life is only as sweet as death is painful,
0: Oh, which wow.
1: which, which really means that all the junk you get. Uh, on some shards, where you're just collecting stuff, it's not really special, and you don't care about it. But if you if you live and play in a in a hard environment, a hard world where you work for everything, um, even the simplest things, the little house, your your force weapon, these things become special and valuable, and it really uh, changes everything about your about your play
0: yeah no very well said for sure i I do think a lot of uh i think people it enables a hoarding addiction (laughs) for you know collecting pixels right i mean um yeah yeah but yeah no very well said and uh, i i sincerely wish angel island nothing but the best and uh, i hope you have a successful launch and uh, i know i'm i'm sure in future episodes we'll catch up again and you know kind of see how that all went All right. Well,
1: thank you for having me on. I've enjoyed it. And I hope that you can come log in on launch day and say hi.
0: Cheers, man. Yeah.